This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of This is Joy and Claire. This week we had the pleasure of interviewing the creators and founders of Daily Drills. We met them through Scouts Agency, which I know we've mentioned before. It's an agency that gets more females on podcasts and we need to have more female voices out there, which we obviously were all for. This duo, (laughs) the whole time we were interviewing them, Claire and I were texting back and forth. We're like, oh my God, they're so cute. Oh my God, they're so cute. Even though they're in their 20s, which I think, you know, as we get older, we're like, you, you have an opinion about people who are young and whether or not they like work hard or if they get it or whatever. You have your like preconceived notions about people in their 20s you just do. And we had such a lovely conversation kind of talking about that and also just super inspiring to hear about that, how they decided to start a business in the pandemic um, and kind of what what brought them to, first of all, start a business in the pandemic, but how are they doing today and kind of what they plan to do moving forward. I think it'll inspire you if you've ever had an idea and you're like, I just don't know if I could do it or how do I start of how to get that momentum going. So we talk about a lot of things and we cover obviously their brand, Daily Drills, which is really cute clothing, but just them as people and entrepreneurs and work ethic and how they make it work um, on a daily basis running a fairly new company. And there's tons of competitors out there, obviously, with athletic wear. So I think you'll like this episode. It's really, really cute. Like I said, they're just adorable. I wanted to jump through the screen and give them a hug. And they also live in Los Angeles and live my daily dream, my daily drills dream of going to Erwan, drinking juice, and just living that California life. So without further ado, here is our chat with the girls from the daily drills. Love you guys. Two of y'all. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, we can get started on that note because I feel like um, the, it was funny when I was looking at your bios and just like, like how you started your business. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is very similar to how Claire, Claire and I have been doing this podcast for like almost nine years now. And yes, I saw it. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, we literally just started with, like, I was like, do you want to start a podcast? And just texted her. And she's like, sure. I feel like you guys, didn't you have a similar story where you just yep. had the idea and you were like, do you want to start this business? And you're like, sure. And then it was just off to the races. Yes, exactly. I got to be the easy part and do the yes, like you, Claire. But Ken was the one who reached out to me and she texted me. We've always been entrepreneurial spirits and we've always kind of like circulated business ideas. We want to do this together one day. We might want to do this together one day. But obviously in COVID, it was like the perfect time and it was easy for me to say yes. So thanks for texting me, Kenny. No problem. <laughs> So how do you guys, did you guys know each other prior to starting the business? Yes, we met each other, how many years ago? Maybe six years ago through mutual friends. We actually, I guess, originally met through Instagram, which is funny to say out loud, speaking of social media and how fun it is. But um, yeah, so we, we kind of met through Instagram. We actually ran an Instagram account together with about three other girls. It was very cutting edge at the time we thought. We thought. And um, then we both moved here for school and bumped into into each other and anyways, became fast friends, ended up starting a Bible study together. We had always talked about our business ideas and kind of circulated things like that. She's on the creative side. I'm more on business operations. So it's kind of like a match made in heaven. We always say like, it's hard to do business with a friend or even a best friend. But if you have different strengths and weaknesses, it really plays into each other and can be amazing. So we kind of always knew we wanted to go in business. We both love fashion. And I just randomly texted her in middle of COVID and was like, okay, we got to do 
something. Like we actually have to Not put to pen time. to paper and like start and let it evolve. So kind of what happened. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's probably asked you the question of like, oh my gosh, during a pandemic, starting a business, like what barriers did you run into immediately just logistically because everything was shut down? Yep. It was pretty crazy. We actually started using old leftover fabric that other companies had had. It was extra stock fabric. So that was kind of nice because we had our fabric that we originally started with in hand, but then it sold out after our first drop, which was amazing. And we did not plan on that. So then it kind of took a while to get the ball rolling at first, because obviously shutdowns and everything and that everyone knows now of COVID, but it was honestly the best time to start, I think, because it was the time, the most time we've had to sit and think and actually prepare and and figure out how we were going to do something because life moves super, super fast. And it was the first time I felt like I could actually, I I mean, we were at home every single day for, it felt like forever. Right. Like you had, you could focus on that because you had the time. We had time. And originally we wanted to start with activewear. So it was like very cut and dry. We did black leggings, black biker shorts, a white t-shirt. That was all we could afford at the time. We both put in $10,000 and that's all the dollars we had. So while production was definitely like more difficult because of COVID, there was also the element of, we just didn't have cash to explore more intricate design. So we just went for what we could have straight off the bat, made the best, most perfect black leggings. And then once more money added to the pot, we could really evolve and stuff like that we got really lucky honestly i know i've heard so many other companies run into like some really big issues with production um our production team has just been phenomenal so there definitely was some delays and some limitations but honestly i feel like covid was a great time to start because a like ralph was saying we had extra time but b our audience really was looking for more fashion forward loungewear and that's the market that we dove into so we kind of hit that niche and perfect timing yeah, yeah yeah it was well you heard everyone talking about that during the pandemic and at this point i'm like it can't really be cliche anymore because we've been living it so it's not like yeah you know this is news but it's like I mean, everyone was just living in pajamas, living in loungewear. Right. And especially the transition to working from home, because now I have a work from home job. And so I'm like, finding myself, I'm like, I don't really need to wear tight pants. I mean, leggings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't need to wear like tight pants. (laughs) Yeah, like work pants. And that's pants. Pants. No pants. No pants. pants. So (laughs) I know. So I'm curious to know too, like, Okay, we have all the big brands out there. And I'm always curious for people who start a business of how you don't go to that mindset of getting overwhelmed by like the big dogs, like the people who already have like the, I don't don't know, like the market may seem saturated. Like, how do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, the market is definitely saturated. I feel like more and more people have the capabilities, especially with technology and social media to start their own brand for maybe uh, less money than it would have cost in years past. So I feel like definitely it is a saturated space. We both don't have a scarcity mindset. And so I feel like we were just stepping into it. Like, this is what we're really interested in and passionate about. So let's just walk through the doors and see what happens. So we we didn't really have that in the back of our minds. And I think, yes, originally it might've been more hard to stand out when we had black leggings and stuff like that. But that's why we really wanted to innovate and kind of like push those boundaries so that we felt like our products were a little more unique and like, you know, you're not going to get them at Lululemon or the Aloe. It is a little bit more fashion forward niche and branded. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't have that perspective going into it. And which is so good. And Ken's definitely taught me more about that. Cause at first I kind of like held tighter and I was like, okay, well this girl can't make a brand because 
it, that's our thing. And when we like think and sit down and the more people we give our contacts away and the more that we give away, the more we seem to receive. So yeah. it's, it's been a good shift of like, anyone can make a brand. It's never going to be the same thing because they're not us and we're not them. So I feel like that's it with that mindset. It's easier to be like, okay, I can do what I'm going to do and be good at what I'm going to do. And it's okay. Of the little limits of the world are going to be there and all of the huge brands, but we can also sit in the space as well because we're just a small, we're a smaller brand that makes different unique clothes. So right. Yeah. You taught me that. I feel like thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so cute. So and, and that also reminds me as you were talking about podcasts. I mean, the, so when we started nine years ago, we're like, Oh my gosh, there weren't that many out there. And now there's a bazillion. I mean, truly yeah. there's so many, but at the end of the day, I, and I know this might be really cool for listeners to think about, like if they're ever start wanting to start a project, it doesn't matter like how young, how old you are, how saturated the market might be. No one right. does what you do. And exactly. like you have a different personality and a very awesome uniqueness that makes me think of like Dr. Seuss, no one is you than you. Yeah, and yeah. how important that is that, to bring to the table where Claire and I are always like, oh my gosh, people are still listening to us after all these right. years. Well, it's because I am me and it's her and our dynamic right, is exactly. something that you will never be able to replicate. So like having that in mind when you're going into a business, did you have like an audience in mind or you just kind of went from something that you felt you guys wanted? So we both have a fair amount of followers on social media. Ralph has what I call a cult following when truly it, she'll say, drink this and they'll order 10 boxes worth and she'll say, wear this and they'll buy four pairs of pants. So really, I feel like we leaned on our personal followers being so loyal. And as influencers, you post, you know, different, it, Ralph can speak on this more, but you post yeah. different makeup brands different clothing, but there's something special when it's your brand. And I feel like your followers really want to lean in and support you and they're excited for you. And they, they get to like witness the journey and the evolution of you creating the brand. And so I think that really helped at the first push because we had so many people beyond friends and family just jump in and support us. And some of our best customers are customers who are day one customers because they love Ralph and I, and they want to be a part of daily drills. And, and the brand too is like, we want it to feel like a person. We want it to feel like a lifestyle brand. We don't want it to be like a Starbucks where you go, might go every day, but you don't actually know the founders. You don't you kind of know the mission, but from other people, we really, really wanted it to be, feel like a person, have a personality. Mm -hmm. I feel like that goes back to the thing of how you can't replicate you two in your podcast because you can't re replicate your dynamic in friendship. That's kind of what we wanted to make daily drills, like its own person. It had a personality. You would follow it on social because it was like an older sister because our a bunch of our followers are younger girls. They're probably college, just graduating, kind of looking up to Ken and I as is someone that's a few years down the road from them, but also someone that they can be. You know, we're, we're very attainable. We live attainable lifestyles, I feel like. So that's kind of what we want, wanted daily drills to be, kind of an older sister, someone that we ask questions and want their input and feedback. Like even with this pink set that we have behind us, Ken and I were like, okay, what color should we do? And I, I wanted this color, Ken thought this shade. And so we're like, how about we just ask our followers what color they want and they can decide for us. And of course they picked like the one that neither of us picked at the beginning, yeah. but we're like, okay, we should just go with what they want because we want daily drills to be a personality and it to be like an interaction between us and our customers versus like just a brand that just puts out stuff and tries to make money and just keeps going on that wheel. Yeah. I think this is also a testament to just being passionate about something 
And that's what makes it work, at least mm-hmm. in my experience of just being super excited about something and where you guys talked earlier about like, you're like, I never really thought about the competition or, or the, you know, the market being saturated, right? You just did it because it was really fun. You were excited about the idea. And I feel like that's how really cool things start usually is the momentum just kind of takes over. It's almost like a greater power just kind of like pushes everything forward really fast. 100%. And it's really fun to watch that happen and watch it unfold. I think where we get stuck is where you you start to maybe overthink it or doubt yourself. Yeah. But if you kind of get from that really pure love passion place, people can create really cool things. That's really exciting. Thank you. And I feel like people can also tell when like the one is at your back when it's something you're passionate about. It just helps everything to move forward, like you were saying. And we've just felt so lucky. But I also think it is because it's something like we genuinely love and it's our baby. We're young, so we obviously don't have kids or our own family. So it's like literally our baby. So it's been super fun to see. What has been like surprising to you in this process so far? I mean, it's obviously you guys are so passionate about it and that, you know, it's maybe happened faster or more smoothly than you might have expected. But what has really surprised you? Honestly, every Monday when I drive to the office, I'm like, this is what I get to do. This is like, this is my full-time job. When we originally started Daily Drills, we both had full-time jobs outside of Daily Drills. Obviously, we couldn't pay ourselves. You know, our goal was to be able to one day pay ourselves. And maybe within the first year and within the first three to six months, both of us had quit our jobs, came full-time, got an office space, have an employee, have interns, all those things. And I think that really surprised me, just like the timeline and kind of like what you were saying with the wind being at our back. Like I knew deep down it was going to work. Like I had a good gut feeling about it. And so I was able to walk in confidence, but I didn't think the timeline would be what it was. And so it's just been honestly such a blessing. And I used to say this at my, my last job, I was always like, you know, I just feel like I've had a lot of leaders that have showed me the kind of leader that I want to be, whether that be good or bad. I just felt like I'd taken a lot of different leadership styles. And I really felt like a calling to be a good leader and to like that I have impact and I have influence and like whether that is one intern under me or it is 10 employees under me it is really like a responsibility of mine to infuse like a good culture and a good work environment and um, I think there's a lot of toxicity just like in traditional workplaces now so I think that has been really really cool and really surprising for me I just didn't think it would evolve as quickly as it did yeah. And I feel like what's been pretty surprising to me is like, we're 25, you're 26. Yeah. And we can act in when I was probably 20, I was like, okay, by the time I'm in my thirties, I could probably start my own thing. But it's been surprising that people actually take us seriously when we're 25 and 26, that we yeah. can actually do it, that we can actually talk to people and hold confidence in a meeting or in a factory or all the things we're doing. I think it's super surprising to me and very encouraging. If you're listening to this and you're young or you're trying to start something like if Ken and I can yeah. We can do it. You, you can, can do it. do it. And like, I mean that because we're, I'm from a marketing background. Ken's from a marketing background. I'm more creative, large, big picture, not business minded, not in nitty gritty, but that's just kind of how I am. Like all over the place, a little bit sporadic. And I, I just am surprised that it's been able to get to where it is with just Ken and I being the founders. Like we don't have anyone older than us telling us what to do. Any like CEO man that's helping us, you know, it's just us two. And, and if you wanted to start, you can do it as well. So I think that's been surprising. No. And I love that you're having that influence on even younger employees in your office and people being able to look up to you or even your followers. 
I think of like, you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm like, oh, yay, the younger generation's taking care of it. Like you, it's inspiring because I also think that there's so many things that do need to change in the workplace culture. So hopefully like you could be that example within your own workspace of what a good, healthy workplace should look like. The other thought that I wanted to bring up because I think it's really interesting is like, I bet you when you do interviews or people ask you questions is people always ask like Claire and I is like, well, you, do you guys get along? Do you ever fight? I'm like, no one would ask two males that question. And I think there's there's this weird like underlying dynamic of like, or like, have you ever, I don't know, there's always like a, a question about like how you've stayed friends or how do you work together and um, ha- that not impact your friendship. I think that there's like, yeah, sure, there's like an obvious element to that. But I also feel like that's kind of this weird sexist question around like, Interesting. I know. True. And to me, I'm like, it's not really relevant, you, you know, but I think that just like bringing that up is really important because you two seem to just like have that kind of how Claire and I operate, where it's just like, it just never enters. It's never entered the conversation. I'm sure we can't speak for every like duo that works together, but that is an interesting thing that people on the outside will project onto you, you know, as you're moving through the business is like, well, they must fight behind, behind the scenes. And I'm just like, that's really interesting that it's very sexist. And I just wanted to kind of like call that out too, because I found myself wanting to ask that question, but I was like, Oh, that's weird. That doesn't matter because I'm pretty yeah, sure, like we get, we've never had <laughs> an interview podcast. or a podcast that we haven't gotten an answer, asked that question. Yeah, and I've never thought of it in that sense. But you would never ask, like I would never ask my dad if he fights with his business partner that's his best friend. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you work it out because it's like, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, too, is you find a way to work it out, and we're not, right. we're not on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, we are like <laughs> professional women. Which, you know, right, I love, yeah. I love the real housewives. Don't get me wrong, but like we are working hard to make a business or make contact content or right. what have you that that's yeah. what matters. And it's just that is the type of thinking that I think keeps women like kind of, I don't know, pressed down a little bit because it's just not the focus. Like why, why are we focusing, focusing on this? So I'm going to move on from that question. All right, well, let's take a quick break to talk about our fantastic sponsor, Ned. We love Ned. I literally use Ned every single night. I look forward to it every single day. It makes such a difference in my sleep. And I was thinking about this the other day, Joy. You know how you always talk about hotel sleep? Yeah. I sleep like crap at hotels. (laughs) Sorry, that was just really funny. So my... I Mine is more like the night home in your own bed after being stuck in a hotel sleep. Okay. Every time you say that, I like nod along, but in my head, I'm like, I hate it. Actually, I hate it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'm like, not never warm enough. The pillows are too soft. You like can't. That's great. That's great. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I have been using just the straight hemp, uh, 750 milligram. I do really like the sleep blend. I find that the hemp for me is uh, is just as effective and it's a little, little bit less expensive. So that's the one that I have been gravitating towards. I, we always, get the question like is it does it taste is it supposed to taste am I supposed to kind of taste like this pot taste it does kind of taste a little bit a like a little pot. bit and I'm it's not gonna the same lie plant, guys I'm not gonna lie I do have to do like a shooter of juice after I take it because I, I do have to chase it a little bit <laughs> yeah I gotta have a chaser <laughs> I've actually kind of come to appreciate it like I kind of look forward to it so my new nighttime routine are you ready oh I saw your little stand Tell oh my gosh I got this cute little stand at the target one dollar anyway I brush my teeth. I do my net under my tongue. And then while it's sitting under my tongue, because you're supposed to kind of leave it, I take my, I like get my vitamin D and my magnesium and I walk into the kitchen. 
And then I swallow the CBD and I take my other vitamins and then I sit down and I have a cup of sleepy time. And like the triple whammy between CBD, magnesium, and sleepy time, I have been sleeping unbelievably well. So everyone should do what you're doing. You're you're prescribing this officially. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm thinking of Laura Ligos. She's like, hey, hold on. Stop prescribing supplements. But (laughs) all of that to say, guys, we love Ned. We love the products. We love the founders. We love the company. It's local Colorado. All their hemp is grown in Colorado. They do amazing third-party testing on all of their batches. If you are interested in CBD or if you've been trying CBD and you're like, this doesn't really work, try out Ned because their stuff is really high quality. We love it. And if you want to try one of their new products, the new De-Stress Blend from Ned, a brand that we love and trust, we have a special offer for our audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off and a free De-Stress Blend sample. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter joy at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. And thank you guys for supporting the brands that support our podcast and also support our community. Like I said, they're local. I love them. But um, what do you think, what do you think people get wrong about Gen Z? Ooh, that's a great question. I feel like a lot of people get wrong that they're not like hard workers or I feel like a lot of people think Gen Z has like big ideas, but I don't think people think that, are we even Gen Z? We're like between, we're like on the cusp between the are two, you which on the is cusp? an interesting place yes. yeah, to be because our parents obviously were the ones that like did the, did the eight to eight, not even the nine to five, like the longer they, they really put in the time and I feel like within t- with TikTok and Instagram and social, it seems like your life is glamorous and you can also have a job and make money and you can post one video and that's all you need to do. Um, but I feel like people get wrong that Gen Z, I feel like we're, we're much more like forward thinking and actually think through things like business minded versus just yeah. like the creative big picture, like think you're going to get famous overnight. I feel like there's a lot of people that are really business minded and smart and super savvy. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I echo everything you said. I think just the knowledge base of Gen Z because of TikTok, because of social media, because of news, whether that be good or bad, the, I mean, we're so inundated with information all the time, which can be super overwhelming. And I think is honestly like a, a key trigger of like growing mental illness rate. But at the same time, I do think like we're so much more self-aware as a generation and we're constantly working to become the best ber- versions of ourselves. Like I just think even 10 years ago versus now like there's just so much more information at all times and you can really understand like if you want to get into politics you can if you want to get into a specific cause or foundation like it's at your fingertips you can actively help give back to that charity where before you just we didn't have that kind of access and so i don't know i look at like my little brothers and and they're super informed about what's going on in the world and at that age i wasn't so i think that's really cool too Mm-hmm. You can literally do anything you want. Like it sounds cliche, but you you can write on your Instagram story. Does anyone know a person that can help me with this? And I promise you, they all probably get an answer within seconds. 
And then there you are. And there's your contact versus like when my parents were even growing up, I know it took much longer to make that one connection that would actually help your business or help you in whatever you wanted to do, or the the person you just wanted to talk to, to get to know more about something. Right. It was like, you had to know someone who knew someone and right. You can't just like ask on Instagram. I think that's really interesting. And it's making me think like, you know, I think when you look at social media or you look at influencers or whatever, you know, it's easy to think like, oh, all you do all day is just take pictures and post recipes or, you know, take videos of your butt. From Erewhon. I mean, we, I'm sorry. We, uh, I, let me just sidebar. I love LA. She's going to out herself right I, now. like an Erewhon. I love Lost Love. Everyone knows that listens to this podcast knows how much I love Los Angeles. Like I, anyway, I won't go off, but I'm just like, love it. My mom grew up in Los Angeles. I have a lot of like heart ties to LA. I just love it. But when we went to Venice like a few years ago and we went to Air One, we were like, what is this place? Oh, we go to that air one every day. Yeah. I mean, you're so living a dream. We also, whatever that like juice bar is on Abbott Kinney, we literally spent like a hundred dollars on juice in like creation, like, creation with a K. Oh yeah, yes, with a K. We love uh-huh. creation as well. I mean, like Joy's <laughs> dream vacation would just be to go like stay Abbott in like uh, yeah, a bougie Airbnb above Abbott Kinney and just be on like a liquid diet of yep. like turmeric shots and like yep. co- charcoal oh, coconut saying. water. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I so just it. a sidebar about Erewhon that I'm like, Hi, yeah, you're living <laughs> my dream life. Yeah. Organic. <laughs> we'll think of you next time we go probably tomorrow. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. Anyway. So I think that, um, you know, something that's interesting is if you spin that on its head of like, it's not, you know, oh, look how lazy you are. All you are, all you're doing is taking photos of yourself. If you think about it another way, it's like you have to have the savvy to turn any part of your life into a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of course, that's not for everyone. And, you know, I think we've talked about this in previous podcasts where the people who find a lot of success with that type of angle, you know, typically really thrive on content creation. And obviously, that's not everyone. But if you can get to that point and then you really are able to monetize so many other parts of your life. So to your point, like you do have to have that savviness in the back of your mind at all times in a way that no one else has had the the reason or the opportunity to do, but it does require you to like always kind of be looking for those opportunities and always kind of be thinking that through. Like that part of your brain has not typically needed to be switched on all the time. Right. We literally were just, I know I love, I love everything you said so much validation in that. We had like a 20 minute conversation today about that exact thing. Because it's just interesting because Ken and I will always talk about like we went to a workout class today with a workout instructor that's super well known in Los Angeles with our friends who are influencers. And like when we're in pink outfits and we're just like doing dance cardio in a room and everyone's like, oh, they don't work. They just sit there and you know, post an Instagram story with their friends and probably go eat, drink juice at Erwin afterwards, which we might go to Erwin and drink juice afterwards. But it like took so much time to get actually there to that one photo and all the things that surround it, even though it's so fun and it's with our best friends and it's what we love to do. It's just interesting. And Ken's always like, do you think people like don't think we work? And I'm like, yeah, and screw them. And she loves it. Don't, I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Like I want to be like a mega company and people are like, oh, I didn't even know that you worked. You know, that's like ideal. I'm like, that's, Because I don't need to tell everyone every day that, oh, today I was in the office from this time to this time, just so you guys know, like, why would I post that? Why why do I need to tell them that? Like, I hope I assume the best in other people. So I hope they would assume the best in me, not always assume the worst. Like, I hate that culture of like, oh, they definitely don't work. Oh, they definitely are funded by their parents. Right. But like privileged. Yeah. 
yeah. Like, why do, if I don't assume that about other people, then why do I think that other people would assume that about me? So I feel like I go about life like, oh, I'm, I assume that they think that this is a job, just like I treat it as a job. Yeah. I think it's harder for me for sure. <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. That's why I was actually confiding in Ralph. So I was like, I don't know. I just feel insecure about it. I feel like people just think that I don't work. They think that, and then people ask me questions about every freaking thing in my house or that I'm wearing. And then I'm like, I don't want to respond to them right now. It's a Saturday at 3 PM, but you're always on with social media. So it's like, you're never working, but you're always working. And for me, I worked in-house marketing for maybe like three to four years, depending some, some part of it was an internship, but regardless, it was definitely more corporate startup-y, but like, you know, you're in at eight, you leave at five. I would, you know, say past five. And that's how I was able to validate that I was, you know, going above and beyond. I was performance driven, all the things. And so then it's funny now, like starting your own business, I can technically come into the office pretty much when I want and I can leave what I want. So there's no one like monitoring me. So the way that I kind of like try to validate it is like, oh, well, what does it look like I'm doing on social media to people, you know, whatever. And so it's just so good to talk to you, Ralph, because you're so good at being like, well, it doesn't matter what the, what the outside perception is. And I feel like that's something that I'm currently trying to internalize. Just like, it doesn't matter if it looks like I work three hours. It doesn't matter if I actually work three hours that day. Like maybe yeah. that's what I need that day. And on some Saturdays I am working and it's really nobody's business. But I do think as influencers and just people on social media, we do have a responsibility to be open and transparent with our live because I do think sometimes people look at us and they'll think, Oh, well, you know, they're, they only get to do the fun stuff. I wish I had that life. Oh, they only, yeah. you know, they're, they're just shopping 24 seven. Like I wish I had that life. And like, I don't mean it from a discouraging perspective. I mean it from an encouraging perspective. Like we work our asses off and I love that about ourselves. And I love that we also love to shop and do all those things. But I do like, like the real, I try to be realistic on social media as well, just because I think it is a little toxic to feel like everybody else around the world is frolicking while you're sitting behind your desk. Mm-hmm. And I think like, just to validate that no matter what your day-to-day looks like, no matter how old you are, no matter what phase of your life you're at, like that's what social media does to everyone. Like we yeah. are all sitting there thinking like, I'm the only one who like has to budget. I'm the only one who like can't do all these things because, you know, I actually have to pay for childcare, like whatever the case may be. Like, yeah, it's so easy to look on social media and just immediately assume everyone else has it easier than you and that no one else is like having to, you know, exist in society. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, I shouldn't think that about anyone else, you know? So I try to like, look at it with realistic. And I'm like, they probably had a great morning, but they also probably work their ass off all day too. So I feel like if we think of them, how we want to be thought of. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And it's like, I go behavioral with it. I'm just like, you know, it's really interesting because I have posted like, I don't know, I don't post a ton, but I'll post things here and there. And I got a comment sometime last year that was like, you, you look like you're always just having so much fun. Like I want your life type of thing. And I was like, what? Like, I don't post that much. I like, Mm -hmm. where am I having all this fun? And you know, if you think about it, just like behaviorally, we're posting things that we're like taking a moment going, oh, this would be cute to post. We're not posting things that we're like, oh my God, this would bring everybody down. You know, we're like posting things that like seem that is going to make people feel a certain way or hope that it makes people feel a certain way. And when it does, then people kind of turn it around and they're like, well, you're always having fun. And I'm like, right. it's, It's just, it's an interesting thing that I think Ralph, you're right on to like not take that and like put energy towards it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's good to kind of have perspective all the time, but to just not put energy towards it, because it really just yeah. doesn't matter at the end of the day, because what's ultimately your job and what's ultimately going to move your business forward. That's what matters, yeah. you know? And I yeah. think it's, it's so hard to like really live that it doesn't matter what other people think when 
such a big part of your day-to-day life is just like you're talking about like receiving that constant just barrage of like comments and questions. And, you know, like you are in the spotlight and yet having to also hold this reality that like your life will go on no matter what everybody else thinks in the way that you Mm -hmm. want it to happen to kind of jump off from that topic. I'm curious to hear from you guys. What is different about the way your life looks now than how you expected that it would look at this point in your life? I worked in an internship. I worked at Bumble and I worked at their headquarters. So that was an office. But after school, I started a a social media agency with my twin sister. And so I always worked from home. So I think that I thought like, oh, you'll get more freedom and more like you won't work in an office. You won't work a nine to five. But now since we have daily drills, we have an office and it's our baby. So we want to work more. So I kind of thought I was going to like scale back and work less, but I'm it's the opposite, but in like a work that you want to do more, which is interesting. That's not like a 20 years that long, but like, I kind of thought five years ago, like, oh, hopefully I'll be able to work from home one day, you know, not be under a boss, but it's kind of been the opposite. Um, and I go into an office every day, which I've never done prior, um, but it's been so much more rewarding and fulfilling. And it's honestly nice going into an office and leaving the work there. And then Kennedy and I could be friends outside of work as well. So I feel like that's a, that's a big difference. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a small time frame difference, but yeah. I kind of feel similarly. I remember I was working in-house, actually shared a desk with the chief finance officer. So yeah, marketing and you know, finance right next to each other. And I adored her and I really respected her. She's like a mentor to me. And she would always say, I want to work for you one day, Kennedy. And I was like, what? What do you mean? I'm not going to have anyone working for me. She's like, you're going to start your own thing, whether it's a PR firm, marketing agency, you're going to start your own thing. And I was always like, thanks for believing that in me. Like I, I hope that for myself too, but I just, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And so I think definitely just like the fact that, like we were saying earlier, we are so young and we do have our own business. That's a real business with an office with employees. And that's turning over sales, you know, in a way that we didn't think would happen at this time. So I definitely think like, maybe I would have started a business mid thirties when I, you know, and traditionally had grown my way up the ranks and had partners and all these things and funding. And it's like, we just did it now. And I'm so proud of ourselves for doing that because I don't think that I ever anticipated or expected that I would be where I'm at today. Hold on. I have to pause. Okay. Cause Ralph, Joy and I also are both twins, but we have twin brothers. We so. both have twin brothers. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Gosh. Yeah. We this was like, I was like, we wish our boy, that'd be like convenient. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, was convenient. it was, it was convenient. <laughs> Joy's brother is in that was in the Air Force Academy, so she got to date a lot of like cute Air Force guys. My oh. brother, oh. not oh, yeah, so much, great. but yeah. I did get to have co-ed sleepovers in middle school. So you that's know. exactly wow. that's what we wanted. Well, my mom, my name is Ralph, and her name's Lyle. So we're like, okay, mom, obviously you wanted boys, but you got us. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, this was like an un- fact that Joy and I did not know about each other when we started this podcast. And then one day it was like, you have a twin brother? I have a twin brother. So twin power. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love you. Twins <laughs> just, I just had to have a twin moment. Okay. Joy, did you have something? Sorry. I Yeah, go ahead. You're good. Um, So I would love to kind of hear a little bit more about, you know, we're talking about your daily lives and how you don't, you know, some days you are working, you know, 12 hour days, whereas other days it's three hour days and then a a long trip to Erwan. And I am curious, like, what do you guys do? What stresses you out? And what do you do to relieve that stress? We definitely, different things stress us out and different things energize us. I'll start there. You want to touch on what energizes you? I I love go, go, go. Like I'm such a yes girl. I love to say yes. I love to do new things. I love a packed calendar. Like that really, I really love that. Well, 
I really thought I loved that. So last year, that's what our, our year looked like. It was thing after thing. We said yes to everything. It was amazing. I think it really helped us grow. It really helped the adults get to where it is today, January. But when Kennedy and I sat down this year, we're, we're actually going to Paris this week, like in two days, um, which is so much fun. And we're shooting our collection there. And like, I would be so, so excited about it. And I am so, so excited about it. But it's interesting when you say yes to everything, everything doles a bit. Yeah. Instead of like the few things you look really forward to, like in school, I looked so forward to spring break and summer break. And because you were sitting in school and you were looking forward to that one thing. So that used to really energize me going and traveling. And I think it's weird because the more I've done it, the less it's energized me because I've done it more people. It looks on social media, like we were saying, like the most fun ever, but it's hard to do a overnight flight three times a month, you know? So for months on end, um, so I've kind of like, we looked at myself and like how I operate, what makes me feel fulfilled and actually like staying in one place helps, I think, and family, obviously my family lives in Texas and I love being around them and I feel super energized and fulfilled when I'm around them. But I think just like looking, you might change like as in college, I'd be like, oh my gosh, if I got to travel to 10 countries in a year, that would be the most ideal year of my life. And now like this year is like my passport literally is like my best accessory. We have a million things planned. And it's crazy how that can stress you out when you were the personality type that you thought that would be like the end all be all. So just like reframing that and be like, okay, actually it's not making me feel as good. I'm feeling drained. And then being able to like switch and rearrange things and say, okay, we're going to actually say yes to just fewer things this year, things that really matter, things that we both agree on that align with both of our schedules because we have to do personal life stuff too. Yeah. has been super helpful. And you've taught me that I feel like for sure. We're both growing in that. Yeah. I think kind of going back to your original question, as far as what energized me, I, I just like on a daily basis, I think probably both of us actually are really energized by like spurts. So we'll have like a two hour spurt. And then typically we'll have like, we'll go for a little walk or we'll like kind of all do our own thing or she'll work on her personal social. I'll call yeah. my mom for 10 minutes and then we'll come back and then we'll have another little powwow. Um, I think if, when we try to have like a day that's just back to back to back to back, by yeah. the end of it, we are both so stressed out. We have so much tension in our physical bodies. It's like, up, up, like yeah, it just, it just climbs. And then yeah. you enter a conversation that, you know, could have been like a super chill conversation, but it just feels so stressful and you need immediate answers and all the things. And so I feel like we've just kind of learned that we're more energized if we work in spurts, if some days, if we're not feeling up to it, just like kind of being in touch with like what we need. We even tell this to Claire, we're like, if you're exhausted, don't just sit here to sit here, like go home. Or if you don't feel good, go home, sleep it off and then get back to it or work from home half the day. Like you have to know what works for you because it's about the long haul. And like, even, you know, we're going to Paris and London all in, and we're going to be gone for 10 days. And it's like, that's still work. Like, yes, it's play, but then we, we come back on a Sunday and we have work on Monday. So what do we need to do in the meantime to like rest, rejuvenate, re-energize, take breaks? Because it's not just like a clock in at eight and a leave at five and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Like our work kind of never ends. Yeah. It is super interesting too. Kind of these like the tension kind of rises throughout the day. If it's stressful thing after stressful thing. And even like at the end of the day, we're like, okay, we need to pick this color today. And I really want it to be this color. And people like, I really want it to be this color. And that conversation could have been so much simpler. If we just had it tomorrow morning, we could have been like, Oh, I love your idea. I love your idea and talked about it, but it's like, we're just so pent up because it's been such a stressful day that things that are like so meaningless, like are so much more. Yeah. They feel so much bigger. So it's just, it's been good to be like, okay, this is not a good time for us to have this conversation. Like we're not in the place to do this right now. We can, it can 
be tomorrow and it'll be just fine. And like us being the person that helps each other figure out when that timing is right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Like you feel that resistance and you're like, wait a minute, we need to take a break. So what are you doing in Paris? Oh, we're shooting our collection, which will be so, so, so much fun. Oh my gosh. How fun. Like earthy tones and browns. It felt very city chic. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Our followers love coming with us on adventures. We went to New York last year and Aspen and they love like seeing our set actually in real life style, lifestyle and more aspirational places that maybe they've been or they've always wanted to travel or it's on their bucket list. So last, actually in, um, for Christmas, we thought we were going to do Christmas in Hawaii, like a Christmas in Hawaii campaign and thought it was going to be fun and the juxtaposition was going to be cool. And then we asked our followers like, where would y'all rather us go, Aspen or Maui? And they were like, Aspen. So we literally rebooked our tickets. And I was like, well, crap, I like wanted a tan. And now I'm going to have to go freeze our ass off. But it was hilarious. And we were like, okay, I guess we'll go. And we rebooked the whole thing. I like on Instagram tried to skew it. It's terrible. But so the pictures in, because they like voted this or that, like Aspen or Hawaii. And I tried to like make better pictures for for Hawaii. So I wanted to go there. And like, not as cute pictures for Aspen. And they still all voted that. I was like, <laughs> you're like you can't fight it you can't fight it you gotta do what they say what is the like future plan for daily drills where are you guys at right now what are you hoping to get to within the next year that's a great question so like i said we originally started with activewear then we started dipping our toes into lounge and found that our customers loved it And then we kind of started rethinking just in general, like how to make our pieces more fashion forward, how to make them more transitional. So it's the same thing that you can wear to your workout, to drinks with girls, you know? So um, really those transitional pieces, but definitely trying to push the needle a little bit. So like even with the sets behind us, these are nylon sets, but instead of just doing your traditional running shorts, we wanted to make them high-waisted with the boxer inspired patch and then a bubble bra that goes with it that you can also maybe wear under a blazer if you want to make it more um, fun and styled. So really trying to push the needle, maybe swim, just dropping some hints, maybe some Terry, I know. Um, maybe some dresses. I'm literally like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? But we all want it to feel a part of daily drills. Like we'll never, never say never to anything, but it will all be in line with what like we're creating right now. So definitely more fashion forward, intentionally designed pieces that have that transitional element. Mm -hmm. Lots more stuff. And we're going (laughs) to probably going to make a dress. Ooh, I love a dress. I can't wait to see it. That's really exciting. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And just, I feel like this was a larger conversation in a lot of ways. And I hope our listeners get a lot of inspiration, especially from the past two years that we've had and that you guys were able to just launch this amazing brand that seems like it's going to keep growing and inspiring people. Where can people find you? Oh, you're so sweet. We are shopdailydrills.com online. And then our Instagram is at dailydrills. And then I'm at Mary Ralph. And I'm at Kennedy Critchlow. And we will add all the links to the show notes. So go, guys, go and check those out when you are done with the episode. Give them a follow. Check them out. They're really, I know you guys can't see them, but they are <laughs> so cute. They're so cute. Buy their clothes. Oh, thank you. Support this business. Support female-owned businesses. Thank you guys so much for being on. And listeners, you know where to find us. We are on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us at joyandclaire.com. Feel free to send us an email. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys.